You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician. And you're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, big shout out to all our sports byline affiliates around the country and with the American Forces Radio Network around the world. Big shout out to the service men and women who are using the Spittin' Statistician for a little taste of home. I got my boy Donnie Burns with me on the ones and twos. So hot that we sweat steam. And I am honored to have my man, the fantasy executive with me, NFL Draft day. How you feeling, Corey? Dane Martinez, the spitting statistician. Yes, you know yes. what I'm saying? This is a good time right here. Yeah, Rock and Riley's, baby. Studio 34 looking lovely tonight. There's a lot of big things going down. We got some NFL former players in the house, some yeah. talents and celebrities. Also got a lot of other talent walking through the building. Dane, I am so excited. On. I am so pumped up because this is like Christmas Day for me. I'm saying, sometimes at the opening day of the NFL season, I actually say it's Christmas morning. Yeah. But that means this must be like my birthday because yeah. everybody's okay. still got a shot. Right? And I'm glad you don't have your birthday suit on. You are fully clothed, looking you fresh sure? to death. Because like, we're going to be on the stream <laughs> later on. This is not, Usually I got a face and a body for radio, but we're going to be on live on the stream later on. So I had to, you know, keep it crispy, keep no doubt if you haven't subscribed yet to the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page, make sure you do it tonight. Catch a special live broadcast of our NFL draft festivities. The fantasy football stars of tomorrow. We get a chance to meet them tonight, spitting statistician. Absolutely, we do. And here in this hour, we're gonna do we're gonna break down some of these fantasy relevant positions. We're gonna get into the wide receivers, the running backs, the quarterbacks. Also, you can get with me on these polls, as always, on that at FNTSY radio Twitter handle. You could also get at the poll and follow me at Spitting Speeds. We want want to know out of the running backs, the wideouts, the quarterbacks, who will have, you know, the best success fantasy football wise. We got some polls up there. And if you want to holler at me at 844-843-6879 all hour, we're going to talk draft with my man, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. We're going to get into some of the wide receivers when we come back. Yo, my 40 time is even lower than 4.22. Son, I think I might run a seven. Come on right back. Come on right back. Aha. Fantasy freestyle here on the award winning fantasy sports radio network. You know what it is. This is your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician. And you're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're getting ready for the draft. I am excited. I got my boy, Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive, in here. Yo, Corey, this is a passing league, right? So let's talk about some of these wide receivers. Let's do it. That let's are get out into of here. it. And, and here's the interesting part for me. You got a little something depending on what you like. You know, you got the big prototypical X receiver, the outside guy in Mike Williams out of Clemson. Love him. You got the guy who can, quote unquote, take the top off the defense. You know, he almost won an island. Got himself a Nike deal, which I think is just as good in John Ross. Love him too. And then you got, you know, who I actually think will, when it's all said and done, be the best wide receiver of the three in Corey Davis. They're questioning his competition out of Western Michigan, but this guy is a baller. One fumble in 266 catches he has in his three-year career. This is a, like more of a possession, technical skill guy.
guy good with his hands. You love them all. You love them all. I know, you know. And you seen the devil move, though? Yes, The I devil have. move is bananas. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. The so, devil move competes with some of the best in the NFL playing right now. Yep. Excellent route good runner. Route Everything runner. you want in a number one wide receiver. Corey Davis brings that to the table. I know a team that can use a number one wide receiver and it will make them a very, very, very fantasy-friendly team. Oh, I know a few ones. Let's play a little guessing That's game. Tennessee Titans. Ah, I think you Mar- took the words right out of Marcus my mouth. Marcus Mariota, you put, a, you put a weapon like this in yeah. that, and you put him in a weapon like this with that exotic smash mouth. Exotic you know what they want to do. Run the football. We've seen Rashad Matthews flash. Not even flash. He popped last mm-hmm. year, especially. We saw flashes of Tajay Sharp. Now you get a true number one in Corey Davis. I think it's a no-brainer, but they talking about trading out, pick, moving down, and all of this. They need to come away with one of these wide receivers for fantasy football So here's my question for you, okay? Tennessee, they got, you know, they're draft rich, right? Yeah. So they got five and they got 18. Can they keep on trying to go down, even accumulate more? Because I know a lot of people want that five spot. A lot of teams think they need to hop ahead of the J-E-T-S just just to try and get maybe a Mitch. Don't call me Mitch. It is Mitchell Trubinsky. Mitchell. So what if Tennessee does go down? Do you think that some of these wideouts might still be there in the low teens at 18? I, I still like. I still think they have a good chance to get that wide out at 18 if they do decide to move down, stockpile some picks. Listen, a guy like Mike Williams still love him. Also, Mike, when I when I watched Mike Williams on tape, he was downstairs in the control room down there, mm-hmm. kicking it. You know what I'm saying? Trying sure. to figure it out before the game. Before the game, I said the game. That's okay. We talking about practice. I, I, but I say the game because I'm so. I feel like I'm about to play. You feel what I'm saying? No, yeah, yeah. I'm saying you said it was like Christmas morning. We are hyped here at Rock and Riley's Studio 34. It's about to get ugly. So here's the thing with Tennessee Titans, right? Yeah. So even if you move down, maybe your guy is not Dan Corey Davis, but Mike Williams, when I That's see what him, I'm saying. when I see him play, I think he might as well score a touchdown and throw up the X because he looks like Des Bryant to me. Did you see did you see that national championship game when they needed him those last couple of drives? It was Mike Williams, Mike Williams all day, Mike Williams. I actually think Mike Williams might even be a better fit in that offense. I want that red zone target, that big body Des wide Bryant. receiver. Exactly, to give Mariota a little bit of a stretch. And yo, big shout out in Tennessee real quick. In Jackson, Tennessee, we're on live on 1390 AM in Chattanooga, Tennessee, 1370. 70 a.m. WDEF, and they, of course in Nashville, Tennessee, Purple Church. They trap 104. so hard. 104.5 They FM trap so down hard there in Nashville. It's crazy. Yo, let me ask you this. I got another team that I think could be viable and looking at wide receiver, also in that teen, teen range. Yeah. That's the Baltimore Ravens. Okay? No doubt. They need losing to get something Steve done. Losing Steve Smith, losing Kamar Aiken, who on the low was a serviceable dude in NFL football, maybe not in fantasy football. Uh, could you see the Ravens looking for a pass catcher, maybe one of these three guys in their first round. Pick. Okay, so let's talk about Joe Flacco and some of the things that we know about Joe Flacco. Sure. So this is what we know Waka about Flacco. Joe Flacco. September through December, eh, you know nope. what? Decent. Not somebody you want to roster in fantasy. Right, right, but right. You know what? You also know about Joe Flacco. The man bet on himself and won. When we get to January and he has to go to Foxborough, mm-hmm. he's gonna put his neck on your throat. That's right. He got to go to Denver. He's gonna put that. his neck on your throat. Pittsburgh. He gonna put his neck on your throat. There you know you what go. else he does? Throw the deep ball better than anybody in the game. Yes. Somebody like John Ross mm-hmm. pop the top on the defense, pop the lid, mm-hmm. open up that running game. You know that short passing game that Joe Flacco likes? Yes. This season, more confidence in the knee, more trust in the O-line, more time in the pocket. We see them yards per attempt go up, and a guy like John Ross can get that done. So I do like one of these big wide receivers with the Baltimore 
Ravens. Okay, now uh, used to be the Colts. There's another true, true. Middle of the night, middle of the night. They moved they them, son of dirty. The Mayflower truck. They just took everything. <laughs> took the marching band, the <laughs> uniforms, back. all of that. I was like, why are they doing this, to Baltimore? Let me ask you this. I got another team. I got another team. Even in that division, okay, you got AJ Green out there in Cincinnati. Love him. Okay, yeah, sure, sure. Now I have been calling the Cincinnati Bengals a fugazi the entire offseason for losing not one but two of their starting offensive linemen. That's tough. Hurting the red rifle Andy Dalton. Could you see them trying to get maybe a guy on the opposite side of A.J. Green at that nine pick? Because could a guy like Corey Davis find a home in Ohio that way? I mean, I think they could go in that direction. I really don't think so. I listen. Okay. I just look at the, the, the franchise is just like... It, they may trade out the first round all together so they don't have to pay nobody. That's really what their thing is. They they're stuck in the mediocrity. You know what I'm saying? You got you got uh, you you got you got you got the red rifle stuck in mediocrity. Qualify for the playoffs. They go in there, get bounced in the first round. That's not fair. You make your fans come sit in that cold like, ass stadium true, in true. January to lose playoff games. It's not right. I think Marvin Lewis need to go. The whole thing needs to shake it's up. It's just stale. But it's yeah, it's, it's, stale. it's stale, son. I feel you. I feel you. Check this out. I am so happy that I had the fantasy executive. I'm I have a little surprise. I had a little surprise for you. I want to oh. get your reaction. Oh, oh, oh. Yo, check this out. I got to get your reaction to I a clip. I thought you here. had a surprise. No, surprise. no, no. Nah, it's not that serious. It's, I mean, although you never know here at Rock and Riley's. Here Remember at Rock the and night Riley's. when we had the yeah, gaggle yeah, in here? Yeah, we had the gaggle up in here. We'll talk about that during the break. But here's what I want to ask you about. Yo, sometimes these wideouts, they're bringing their, they're bringing their entourages with them to the draft. And yeah. so... Corey Davis, yeah. okay, he had his sister around. She's she's at the draft, okay. Nice. We had no a nice little that. interview, and people were asking her, "Yo, if your daughter, if your brother makes it big, you know, what do you want? Maybe a house, a car? No, no, no. Check this out, okay. Donnie Burns, we got that clip for us with uh with with the hey, sister and all the homegirls. Hey. Yeah, hey. you're Corey Davis's sister. Yes, I am his oldest sister. Yes. Well, you know, congratulations. Thank you. He's, he's about to be a millionaire overnight. Oh, oh my gosh. God, he deserves yes. it. He yes. definitely yes. deserves it. And who are these hard. lovely ladies? These are his. Yeah, this I'm is our cousins. Cousins. Yes, this cousins. is Tisa. This is my best friend Kiki. Awesome. This is my What's cousin Kiki? Kiki. 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 Hey. hey! You're his older sister. I'm the oldest sister. There's seven of us. The big checks are gonna start rolling. Uh, in. Okay, now we're gonna hey, find out what happens with the money. What you ask your little brother for? Your little bro. <laughs> hey, I'm. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What is it? Look, look! You a creepy girl? You so crazy, girl? You know what? Whatever he get, hey, I ain't ain't asking for much. Whatever he want to give me, that's fine. Whatever. It's not even that that I'm looking for something. I'm just proud of him. We gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a blessing in disguise. You know what I'm saying? Like, he made, man, look. That's beautiful. Look. But you're not looking for, like, a car or, like, a, like, like anything anything in particular? Hey, I might want me a booty or something. She wants to get a fake ass. You want to buy me an ass? With the contract. She wants to get a booty. She don't need a car. She don't need a house. She wants a fake booty. What you think about fantasy executive? What do you think about that? When I when I heard the voice, I was like, I think I got her number in my phone. <laughs> right, right. But you know, but you can't. That your son played football and Snoop Dogg joint. You know what I'm saying? Hard work, dedication, all of that good stuff. And you want you want him to send you to Dr. 
Miami to get the fake. I'm to, saying. To get the fake booty. I'm saying, yo. Now oh, that's, that's no, they rich son. now. They rich, and that's what they gotta go for. Dan, you shouldn't play that. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> now. you shouldn't play that. Let me ask you this: We talked about the top three. We talked about the top three. Are there any sleepers out there? Are there any other wideouts on the board that you think could come in? Personally, I like Juju Smith-Schuster coming mm. out of USC. This is a guy who was one of the top recruits, looked like he was on pace to even be a Heisman candidate. They switched offensive schemes, a lot of transition with the head coach at USC over the last couple of years, changed quarterbacks and schemes mid-year. I think this guy could be solid. Nah, Juju on that beat. I'm wishing with Juju <laughs> on that beat. I like Cooper Cup also coming yeah, out of Eastern Washington. Sure. I think these are a couple of, you know, not not the holy trinity of wide receivers that we have in this in, in this draft class right here. But these are some day two guys, day three, mainly day two guys that I think we could definitely see some, make some noise uh, in the NFL. Yeah, I'm just, we got to do better, son. <laughs> we got to do better, Dane. <laughs> Spitting statistician, we got to do better. Better than who? And I'm just saying, I'm, the video, that audio is still in, stuck in my all mind, right, son. Right, fair enough. Well, that's a collective. You on the rundown. Better, you got to find out. So here's what we're going to do. I see that, When we son. go back, when we go back, we're going to get into some of these quarterbacks, okay? We're going to get into these quarterbacks. Fantasy executive, spitting statistician. You're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And, of course, with all our sports byline affiliates across the country and the American Forces Radio Network around the world. Come on right back. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I got my boy, the Fantasy Executive, with me. And we were just breaking down some of the wide receivers. Corey's still got uh, Corey Davis in his mind. And check this out. Right now in our poll, 44% of the people do think Corey Davis will have the best NFL career. 42% say Mike Williams. 11% say John Ross, leaving 3% saying other. You know, with the thing with John Ross... Is they look at him as the typical, the prototypical pop the top on right. the defense, Deshaun Jackson type player. But he has some more possession skills yes. in his game. Yes, he can oh, come and across his the yards middle. after the catch. Absolutely. Shut and the front door. Unlike, unlike, say, Ted Ginn, unlike, say, Will Fuller, you know, who yeah. have the speed but without, but lack the hands, this guy could actually no, can catch, catch the ball. He's got the hands as well. Big shout out. We want to give a shout out to in Michigan because we were talking Michigan. Yeah. You know, big shout out first in Grand Rapids, Michigan, 1230 AM WTKG, and also in Cadillac, Michigan, 1240 AM. You know what it is. Here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Now we're going to keep it moving. We're going to go to the mayor of Cadillac, Michigan. I would like to know who Ronnie that Brown? is. Ronnie Brown? It's got to be. I'm thinking the mayor of Cadillac, Michigan is probably like my uncle. Fair enough. Yo, holler at your boy. Let's see what we can do. All right, so Cadillac, let's, let's keep it moving now. I love that. Let's keep it moving and start getting into these quarterbacks, okay? First of all, I'm going to tell you right now. This is not a franchise quarterback draft class. If I had to tell you something, I would tell you that the 215 draft class, Mariota and Winston, was better. I'm thinking next year's draft class, Rose and Darnold, will be better. I'm even thinking last year's class of Goff and Wentz. Well, Wentz is better. But do you think anybody in this class has franchise quarterback written all over them? Yeah, I think it's two. I think I think it's one for sure, and I think it could possibly be a second. The one for sure is my son in Clemson. I yeah, am yeah, man, yeah, crush, Mr. Watson. Ma- man crush on Deshaun Watson. And listen, I don't d- talk to me about that. You, you want to talk to me about shuttles and, and route running yeah. and accuracy and this and that. Talk to me about winning football games. Sure. That's what quarterbacks are supposed to do. Because when you talk about a quarterback statistically, 
Oh, that that's numbers. That's on paper. Mm-hmm. You know what the quarterbacks in the NFL are supposed to do? Win. Win. Deshaun J- Deshaun Jackson, not a winner. Deshaun Watson, winner. sure. We were talking off air. Remember, you you know, obviously how he did eight, over eight hundred yards passing in two games against what was the vaunted Alabama roll tie defense. But let it not be forgotten that in the semifinals with Ohio State, we're talking about that secondary certainly looked like they was I. Malik we're Hooker, about Hooker um, Lattimore, there, and another cornerback that we might talk about a little bit later on. Easy maybe on we'll, we'll see about that one. Okay, but let, so it's I three agree. Of them no. Yeah, it's three of That's them. That's pretty good secondary. Drop 31 on So them. let me ask you this. I agree. Listen, Deshaun Watson, poise, right? Leadership, all that good uh, stuff. The face of a franchise. Here's, here's the one thing that I am a little bit concerned. And it's not about Deshaun Watson. It's about, to be quite honest, all these quarterbacks coming out of the spread offenses right now where they don't even know how to call plays. They don't even know. You talk about the leadership. Deshaun Watson has never had to, with 10 other men around him, look them in the eye and spit out the verbiage of a play and communicate that back. I saw on John Gruden's like QB camp, mm. he literally was getting uh, choked up saying a play he a because he's used, to, he's used to those signals, you know, that sort of thing. And he has some inaccuracy. None of that scares you. Most notably, this communication issue. This the communication issue. You see, this is this is why I'm so like disgusted with the Cleveland Browns. I don't know if this Trubisky thing is true or if it's going to happen. Right. But that, that's, that's what Hugh Jackson is there for. Sure. That's what the coaching staff is there for. That's what the that's what the coaching staff is there for. That's what the OC is there for. That's what the QB coach is there for. Develop the offense. Don't 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 make Deshaun Watson come into the game and play your whack system. Okay. Tailor it to so what, you want to tailor, tailor it to what, it to what do well. he does. Tailor it to what he does well, and he will be a winner and on the next level. See, these coaches is like Phil Jackson with the stupid triangle. With the triangle, sure. It's too much ego and machismo, and we're going to do it my way. No, you draft Deshaun Watson, you do it you his move way. To their talent. There you go, right there. I don't see why that's not that. Why that can't be the deal? You got guys that's supposed to be able to to develop young quarterbacks. You got a Hugh Jackson. Mm-hmm. You have a Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. You have a B- Bill O'Brien. I mean, uh, they, that's <laughs> what they say. I mean, he developed so Tom Brady. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he developed here. Tom Brady. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. So let's keep it moving, though. I mean, we talk about Trubisky. The fact. Listen. This guy has 13 starts as a starter in what is a basketball school down in North Carolina. And in those 13 starts, he went 8-5. Let me tell you something. This kid, I kid you not, this kid reminds me of the Blaine Gabberts of the world, of the Blake Bortles of the world, of these guys. I also saw some, some... interviews with him. He seems a little aloof. Coming out of nowhere, I don't know again if he can be the leader of men. This has got to be some kind of practical joke with this with this Trubisky talk. I understand. When you look at him, right? Natural feel and instincts in the pocket. That's what they say. He has that. Polished pastor. The footworks and the mechanics are consistent. Of course, you got the quarterback. A good decision maker. He values the football. All things you want in the quarterback. But like, he's not Deshaun Watson. Sure. I don't think he's Deshaun Watson either, and I know these guys, when we get up live between Mike Blue and Quentin Fancy, we are going to talk about Miss Mitchell Trubisky. That's what he's saying. Yeah, Mitchell don't Trubisky. call me Mitch, yo. Do not call him Mitch Trubinsky. Okay, His but let's mama get... name him Mitchell. I'm going to call him Mitchell. <laughs> there you go. So let me ask you, there's another quarterback that is rising up boards very, very quickly. There are now even reports that Mr. Mahomes may find his way into the top ten. There are a lot, there are a lot of quarterback needy teams, not just the obvious ones, okay? Obviously, we talk about Houston. 
Houston, you talk about Cleveland, you talk about the JETS, but there are a lot of teams that have aging quarterbacks that are starting to think of the heir apparent, whether that's in not San Diego, but Los Angeles, whether that's in Arizona, and that's where I think could be a perfect situation for Mr. Mahomes now, behind Carson Palmer with Bruce Arians grooming him up. What do you think? I agree with you more on that one Woo! because I think Mahomes is a quarterback that you I think Mahomes is a quarterback that you groom. I don't look at him as a guy that comes in and wins right from day one. He has what they, they like, you know what I'm saying? He got the quarterback swag. You yeah, know he's what got I'm that saying? swag. He's got that yeah. arm. Makes the hero throw. You know what throw. I mean? He got the big, good, you know, got the good time. Sure, the big, sure, the, the, sure. the good-looking girlfriend and all of that. Oh, yeah. The swag. But where did that come from? Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill's a bum, son. That's what I'm saying. Also from down there in Texas. Ready playmaker. I love the swag. I love the playmaking ability. I like the fact that he wants it. You feel what I'm saying? Sure. When the the game was on the line, he put the football in his hand. He wants to go get it. Can he go get it? But I think with some polishing, some training, he is not a week one starter in 2017. Fair enough. Yo, let me tell you something. My point has been this communication, the spread offenses, that that is a problem and that takes time for people to develop, understand the verbiage. You know some quarterback that is out there that came from a pro system? That is Peterman out of Pittsburgh, okay? Mm -hmm. From a pro system. I think that he will have less of this adjustment in terms of, you know, Anything from recognizing fronts, being able to make shifts on the line, calling plays, coming under center. Nate Peterman, out of Pittsburgh, I can see as one of the second, third, fourth round picks that uh, actually does a little bit of something. Let me te- let me show you. He has a limited arm, though. It's true, but people are now going in the second, third, and fourth round. There have been twenty. There have been twenty-three uh, quarterbacks in rounds two through four, and they have hit sometimes. Russell yeah. Wilson, Kirk Cousins, with the new rookie wage oh, scale. Yeah, you're forgetting somebody. Oh, your boy. Your boy, Dak. Dak sure. attack. Sorry. Yeah, sure. I'm sorry. No, I'm sure. going to let you know. Sure, but even I'm talking Andy Dalton, Mike Glennon even. I mean, come on. Oh, don't do the Mike Glennon. Thing. Jimmy Garoppolo even. Andy Dalton. What I mean, did he do? Now, But um, my thesis here is that the okay. rookie wage scale is part of this because you I can get you. these guys for cheap. And because of the spread, you now are having quarterbacks in high school, in college, that are throwing the ball a lot more. So you know a little bit more about them. A lot of teams are doing it. Do you see any of these quarterbacks? Um being whether it's Peterman or someone else, Brad Kaya, Josh Dobbs, like Davis Webb kid, Davis guys Webb. like that. You know what okay. I'm saying? Second day guys that can come in there, learn, make, and, and, and come in there maybe uh, as, as a backup, come in there and make a difference after they get some NFL season. And yeah, I do think that some of these guys do have the talent to go ahead and do that. So the quarterback position, but it's so important because they pass him on the NFL now too. Whatever yeah. happens in college. It eventually morphs into the professional game, also. Mm-hmm. So I think as you see more passing, obviously as more passing take places in college, it comes to the NFL. So I think that these quarterbacks, but I just think some of these guys are like professional backups, though. Yeah, I mean, remember the days, you know, 10, 15 years ago where you would draft a guy, you would let him sit, you would let him develop under is that, a quarter. Uh, That's boring. I mean, it might be, but it might be the way to actually understanding this NFL game. So at least, like my man Jared Goff, you understand where the sun rises. And sets. Jared Goff cannot call the plays in the huddle. That's what I'm saying, and that is my problem with all of these spread quarterbacks. But, they don't have that experience. But spin, statistician, you have to slow the game down for them. Yes. You got to remove the noise. You got to bring it down for them. You got to take it down a notch and put it at their level. That's on the coaching staff. You drafted them, you better coach them up. So maybe a little exotic smash mouth for some of these teams. There Let me you ask you right this, there. though. What are the attributes that you think a quarterback needs? Because I'm going to tell you, I think it's leading men 
yes. leadership. I also what you said, what you just said. I think you have to be a very quick processor of information. All the great quarterbacks right now, they do that reading the mail, trying to make matchups. You know, Omaha, Omaha. That's how it's done. And then obviously accuracy, accuracy, deliver in the big moment. Sure. See, I don't, all of this, make the throws and all of that stuff is cool. I get it. But when you're the quarterback, when you're the leader, you got to be able to step in the huddle and be like, listen, shut up. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to hear it. So you're telling me you we think, got to, we about to go win this football game. You think Mitchell Trubinsky is going to be able to look into the eyes of 10 grown men who have to feed their families and command respect and move drives down the field? I would like Mitch Trubinsky to get in the huddle and, and tell Kenny Britt to shut up. What if they call him Mitch? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find out. Shout out to Kenny Britt. He really turned it around, though. I'm I guess. He yeah. did. No. He Kenny did. Britt was a one-man crime spree at one time. But at now, one time. Kenny shout out Britt, to New Jersey. Shout out to Jersey. You're right about that. But now, but now Kenny Britt, model citizen. Okay. I mean, we'll see, we'll see uh, what he Kenny gets Britt into. You think Kenny Britt smoke weed? I think 87.3% of the NFL smokes weed. And, uh, you know, we had... We had all sorts of athletic trainers talking about the Toradol and the pain relief. But that's a story for another time because it's draft day. So when we get back, we talk wideouts. We talk quarterbacks. We're going to talk running backs with my man Mike Blewett joining the fantasy freestyle. It's about to get real crazy. I, it's upgrading the professionalism by a factor of 10. Come on right back <laughs> to the fantasy freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and, of course, with our sports byline affiliates and with the American Forces Radio Network, all the servicemen and women around the world. World. Donnie Burns, we're having a good on show. Come on back right after this. Spitting Statistician Fantasy Freestyle. What it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez. Fees the spitting statistician. You're listening live to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Freestyle coming at you. Also on all our sports byline affiliates around the country and the American Forces Radio Network. I am joined now. This is truly an honor. I am joined by Mike Blewett, who is going to hold us down. We are going to go into the running backs. We got, uh, we got also these Twitter polls that are up. Thanks to everybody that is voting right now. We talked about the quarterbacks last segment. Okay. And right now, 50% of you guys are saying that Deshaun Watson will be the most successful. 29% say Patty Mahomes. 14% say Mitchell. Don't call me Mitch Trubisky. But, uh, we're going to get into these running backs. Mike, what do you think about this running back class overall? Any true studs? I know. I mean, I've been hearing about Leonard Fournette ever since high school comparisons to Adrian Peterson. And the like. My question, though, is: um, Is Leonard Fournette really um, the same kind of beast in this NFL of 2017, where you need to be very versatile? You need to be a three-down back. Is Leonard Fournette that kind of running back? Well, first of all, thanks for having me. I, I'm happy to be here with you, and I'm I'm more honored uh, to be on this show than you are to have me wow. on. So uh, I appreciate it. And you're right, Leonard Fournette had a lot of the schoolboy articles that we've become. Uh, accustomed to over the years so Fournette was a guy that was feared by right. opposing high schools he came into LSU and he made an immediate impact this year uh, was probably somewhat muted for him because he dealt with ankle injuries he obviously sure. didn't play in the bowl game but uh, I think the tape uh, over the course of his three years at LSU proved the fact that he is an extremely productive back I would dismiss any concerns about him being a pass catching back? Do I think McCaffrey could be more of an impact in the passing game? I do. Right. But uh, I don't dismiss what 
Fournette's versatility and his ability to have breakaway speed and breakaway type plays. Now, uh, a guy c- coming to the combine weighing in at 240 and running like that hasn't really ever happened before. Sure. Uh, backs that big typically don't run that fast. If you look back at some of his highlights, obviously he has that breakaway speed. Mm-hmm. Do I have concerns about him trying to run too much between the tackles and run people over and making that a shortened career? I do. Um, depending on the landing spot for running backs and quarterbacks, frankly, right. it really is going to impact the way in which people view view this person's career. We're talking about Trubisky right now. People are saying at 14%, he doesn't have a chance. It's because we think he might go to the Browns. Yeah, That has a big reason. It has a well, big listen, impact on the way in which people are going to vote, right? You should also know that my voters also put cops into the final four of our this television greatest of all this time tournament, which show, I know you are way. familiar with. Entertaining. So, so listen, I think you're running backs. I think you have choices in this draft. I remember when I was a kid for Nintendo, I used to play a game called Ice Hockey, where you could build a lineup, and you had to either choose like really fat guys yep. who were good to check and they had hard slap shots, yeah, yeah. or these little skinny guys you sure. know, who would, who would be able to zigzag and be quick and, and agile. And I think that that's kind of what we're getting out of the top three backs here in this 2017 class. We talk about Leonard Fournette, obviously a big boy, led the nation in 85 broken tackles last year. You know, I I do worry, though, about some of these other big boy SEC backs of the past few years, whether it be Lacey, of course, Trent Richardson, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and how they are used when we move forward. But we'll put that aside for now. The opposite end of the spectrum is, of course, Christian McCaffrey, who I'm now hearing could move all the way up into the top 10. But I think it happens. By you, the way. you do think it happens. I do think it happens. I think somebody is going to want to jump at a, a player with that right. kind of versatility, his ability to line up in the slot and uh, contribute right away. Mm-hmm. I, somebody will be enamored with the way he tested out and the way you go back and look at his film. He obviously proved what he can do. I think somebody's going to be enamored enough with him. And I'm sure he interviewed fairly well. Yeah, I mean, Stanford son of a kid, son of, right? a, son so of Ed McCaffrey. I think. You know, if you're seeing him ranked as a top 14 overall type of player, second running back. Now, it is a change because just a few years ago, we had no running backs drafted in the first right. round. Right. This pendulum has swung. And now we're going to have three, four, probably not five, but we're looking at probably four different players mm-hmm. uh, that are going to be picked if, if Alvin Kamara is able to sneak there right. yeah, at the end of the first round. So I do think it's a change. I, I think teams that are ready to use a weapon like that are willing to go up and pay for him whether they stay where they are or whether they're moving some picks around in order to get them. Yeah, one of the things I like best about Christian McCaffrey, we talk about now in this NFL, there are some backs who are only two down backs, first and second down. McCaffrey may be the rare individual who can impact all four downs. No doubt. You know, between his return prowess and obviously, you know, as a threat out of the backfield. I've heard reports that he could be, you know, the fifth or sixth best slot receiver in this entire draft. If he, teams were working him out as a wide up as a wide receiver just to see what he could do. How is he going to impact our passing game? Mm-hmm. Because we don't want him to carry the ball. Similar to to make a comparison, and I'm not saying McCaffrey or Angio Bernard are the same caliber okay. player either way. But the Bengals know going into each season, they have to limit the number of carries that Gio Bernard is going to get or he will not last. Mm -hmm. And I think teams know that going into an NFL, the rigors of an NFL season, as great as Christian McCaffrey is on paper and on film, if we give him the ball 250 times, he's going to break down. 
So we have to give him the ball. And if we're going to make him touch the ball 250 times, half of it's got to be in the passing game right. or whatever percentage you want sure. to come up with. But he's not going to be pounding between the tackles. You know, I thought the same thing about Reggie Bush yeah. for a little while. But then that's, there were some seasons in Miami where they gave him the ball. Sure. And he proved that he could do that. You mentioned the door. But over time, Reggie didn't of course. last. Yeah, I think did. that's the problem. That's that right. I think have he still there. swings there wasn't, St. Louis. Too. There wasn't one of the 32 teams that wouldn't love to have Reggie Bush on, on the roster through the entirety of his career. Would they have paid the number two pick for it? Uh, obviously, a lot of teams wouldn't have done that. And was he a disappointment? In some ways, he was because he did get injured so often. But when he was healthy and he had the ball in his hands, he helps you win a Super Bowl. So you brought up another back that I wanted to get into. And this is a guy who I think has the potential to kind of do it all. Is elusive, runs laterally, has is shifty, ran behind a bad offensive line at Tennessee. And I'm talking about Alvin Kamara. This is a guy who actually started his, started his career at Alabama, but my concern with Kamara, I think someone's getting a good player in Alvin Kamara. However, in his two years there at Tennessee, he only had 15-plus touches, something like four or five times. Do do you have to use him in the same kind of way you're talking about a McCaffrey? Or do you think someone, you know, although the workhorse back is uh, a, dis- a dying animal in the NFL, do you think Kamara would be best served as part of a committee? Or do someone see him as a lead back? I think there's very few teams that would consider a rookie running back, somebody they're snagging the fir- in the draft, even in the first round, to be a workhorse back. We saw I one think, last year with Dallas. Yes, we did. And that is a very rare situation where you have a very established offensive line like that, an offensive line that is, um, I would say, many degrees better than the second-best offensive line in the league. Sure. At least they were last year. Obviously, they ha- they've had some losses here, but they're going to rebuild, and we'd expect Zeke to keep uh, on moving. But Regarding Kamara, I do think that you would go in expecting him to be a really big piece of your running game, but he has to be a complement to it. He's not going to solve all your problems all at once. I mean, the Bears didn't think Jordan Howard was going to solve their problems, but they really liked him, and they got him at a value pick. And it's a, that's an offensive line that was kind of maligned going into the year and suffered injuries. It's pretty amazing that Jordan Howard was able to do what he did last year in right. an offensive line that wouldn't really grade out particularly high going into the 2016 season. So uh, a long-winded answer, I think he can solve some of your problems, but you can't expect him to wipe them all clean. Okay. There's a couple of backs I still want to get into, and these are two guys that have that look great on the field. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when we get into some of these other things off the field, whether that be things about them or who they hang out with, there are certain certain concerns. Let's start with Dalvin Cook, running back, explosive running back out of Florida State, you know, north south kind of runner. This is a guy who has skills out of the backfield. You know, very good overall back. A lot of people thought that uh, going into last college football season, a lot of people thought that he, not Leonard Fournette, would be, say, the Heisman favorite going into that season or mm-hmm. or one of the running backs that can do it all. But there are some concerns about him, um, you know, maybe his fit in a locker room, some of the company he keeps. Uh, how far do you think he might have to wait to hear his name called? Will it be called tonight? It's a good question. I do think there's always there's going to be at least one team that will take a chance on him. You know, it's unfortunate because Emery, Emery Hunt and Corey and I, Emery's going to be on uh, with us at the top of the hour, but Emery and Corey and I actually talked about this during the combine a little bit, and it was regarding players that have issues in their off-field past. Mm-hmm. And many of Dalvin Cook's off-field transgressions are quite a while ago. 
Right. So can you chalk it up to him being a 16-year-old, 17-year-old knucklehead? Or is it a greater sign that he's the type of guy that's a troublemaker, is going to be in trouble throughout his whole career? It's a really difficult thing to predict. How could you predict? You can't predict if a 16-year-old athlete is going to be any good in college. Forget what he's going to be like as a 25-year-old man, right? So do you need one of these, like, stalwart locker rooms with the the culture to keep him on the straight and narrow? So There's teams that won Super Bowls that didn't have those locker rooms, right? You go back to the Cowboys of the 90s. This is true. There's there's some rap sheets in that locker room, and I'm not bashing them. I, I think you could find rap sheets and in every locker room that's won a Super Bowl. What I would say about Cook is I think it's a little bit of a double whammy. He does have injury issues. He's got three shoulder injuries to the same shoulder um, and he has what some, and this is just rumor mill and what some NFL executives are concerned about, that maybe he hangs out with a less than above board crowd. Right. So that's two strikes. And is somebody going to take a running back like that with two strikes in the first round? I think a bunch of teams will say no, but I find it hard to believe that one team won't say yes. All it takes is one. Yeah, it just takes one. I think one will take a chance. Would it blow me away if Cook was out of the first round? Not at all. All right, and uh, we're joined here by Mike Blewett here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network with your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. Last running back I want to get into, you know, we talk about the off-field problems, and this, you know, Cook may fall a little bit. I know that a lot of teams just straight up have Joe Mixon off their board entirely. I mean, the issues that he's going through, um, you know, doesn't get much worse than what he's being accused of, especially given where the NFL is right now. But when I think about guys like Tyreek Hill last year, mm-hmm. you know, who had similar concerns, went all the way down to the fifth round, and then was a breakout star, you know, it's if you're a GM, if you're a GM, is it worse? to take the shot on a guy like this and then have him wind up in the program or wind up getting suspended or to know you wanted to take a guy like this and have him turn out to be a Deshaun Jackson who had a bad crowd but was productive to be a Tyreek Hill or to pass on a guy like we were talking about Lyle Collins and have it wind up be completely fine and miss on that which is worse as a GM to justify well I think the good news in answering this question is that in the world of the NFL with coaches and GMs they'll be miserable on both counts Fair enough. I think they will be distraught if they miss on a pick that they felt good about uh, and drafted the guy. And I think they'll be equally upset that they had a hunch that the guy was going to be great and they passed for whatever reason and uh, they end up where they end up. You know, I was just watching the 30 for 30 with uh, the 83 NFL draft the other night. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of guys that, you know, teams that didn't draft quarterbacks and say, ah, you know, the Jets could have had this guy. Yeah, we got Kenny O'Brien. What are you talking about? You know what? There's (laughs) other players that, you know, they didn't draft Dan Marino and John Elway. But there's other guys out there that made Pro Bowls and maybe going to the Hall of Fame that were drafted in the 83 NFL draft. You can't hit the home run or the grand slam every single time. Uh, Regarding Joe Mixon, I don't think – I wouldn't suspect that there's any chance he gets drafted tonight. As you said, it just takes one. All it takes is one. We didn't think Tim Tebow would get drafted. I know it's a different story altogether. But uh, I think the Joe Mixon thing, it would be very difficult for a GM to walk into an owner's office and say, I feel strongly enough about this kid that we can forget the video and we can spin it to our fan base. It's going to be a very difficult thing to do for any GM, no matter when they draft Joe Mixon, let alone tonight. Listen, the complete opposite – of this is a guy that we're going to talk about real quick after the break, a running back out of Pittsburgh. I'm high on some of these Pittsburgh guys. We're going to talk about James Conner, but 
some of you guys out there right now watching this draft, and we're talking about fantasy implications, you're going to need to be here all night long as Corey Parsons, Emery Hunt, and Mike Blewett bring it live to you. I'm merely Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back. We're going to talk James Conner. We're also going to find out which running backs may lose their jobs because of the results of tonight. Frank Gore, Spencer Ware, Chris Ivory. Am I talking to you? Come on right back. Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Pete's Spitting Statistician. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It is almost draft time. We see the crowds gathering outside. It is a spectacle to see. And Mike Blue, we were talking about, real quick, you know, some of the running backs that have the off-field concerns. I would be remiss if we didn't talk about James Conner real quick. Running back out of Pittsburgh. Complete opposite. Good guy. Guy that I'm cheering for overcoming the lymphoma, having a great you know, comeback year was one of the top uh, running backs in this class originally. Yeah, like he came back from an ACL, then had lymphoma. Uh, the guys fought through a ton. He's obviously a really big back at 6'2", 233. Uh, he was productive during his time in Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't know that he's ever going to be the versatile threat that some of the other guys we spoke about will be. Right. Uh, but as a mid-round pick, great locker room guy, and a guy that really has a lot of running ability. He might be one of those guys that takes a beating during the course of his career. Maybe it's not a lengthy career, but James Conner's been productive in college. I'd rather take a guy like that whose film I like, and, and obviously the kid stands up to the toughness test, so uh, why not give him a shot? I'd love to see somebody like the Steelers get him as a depth back. Ooh, could be a feel-good story somewhere in the middle to late rounds. Yo, that is almost it from here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We are going to be kicking it off big time at the top of the next hour. Corey Parson hosting live draft coverage with Emery Hunt. With Mike Blewett. I might stick around a little bit, too. Remember, we got those polls up on the FNTSY Radio Twitter handle. Uh, Emery, check this out right now. 43% say Mike Williams. 42% say Corey Davis. Who's your wideout you would want to see? Corey Davis. Yeah, because you know what his sister wants to do. Hey. 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 And uh, Fantasy Executive, right now, 48% say McCaffrey will be the most productive running back. I take him in PPR leagues. What do you like, him or Fortnite? I take him in PPR. I take him in the standard. I take him in the NFL draft. Don't believe the hype. Fair enough. And, uh, you know, I'm going to stick around. We'll see when Mitch, Mitchell Trebinsky gets called. We shall see. But uh, come on back. Fantasy Sports Radio Network will be holding you down. We're going to sign off from our sports byline affiliates across the country and the American Forces Radio Network making Fantasy Freestyle, as always, a truly global show. Donnie Burns, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, Dane Martinez. We'll do it again tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. It is draft day. Let's get excited. Are you excited? I'm excited. Uh, Miles Garrett, you about to get rich, baby. Peace.